I mean, we are we are both headed out of Jersey pretty soon. They're right, right? Yeah, man. We uh, we got some journeys planned. We got some trips. Uh, we're both going to CO, baby. Yes, Denver, Mile Denver, High. Colorado. Mile doing High some City. hiking, doing some snowboarding, all that. All that. All we that. Want all the smoke in Denver. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I hear they're supposed to get hit with like twelve inches though. Damn. Like pretty soon, I saw a storm, a winter storm coming in. But yo, I'm actually trying to catch a Denver Nuggets preseason game too while we're out there. Their last preseason game is going to be my first day there. So that also means, since we're both going to be in Colorado, unfortunately, this is going to be the last pod till the NBA regular season starts. Yes, yeah, sad days, sad days. But you already know we're going to be coming back with that juice, that swag, that fire. And so it is the last pod before the season starts, the 22nd. It's only right that we hit y'all with some good stuff, some season preview type things. We're going to get a little creative. Put, you know, some hoop plug flavor in your ear in, and, your ear. Hey, <laughs> in hey. the season preview. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug, really on the plug. And we are back. Back again. Yes, sir. Another episode of the Hoop Plug. The last one, like we said, before the regular season. So, you know, we got to make this shit hot. You already know. <laughs> we just want to say thank you, everybody who's been rocking with us from since day one. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for making all this possible. You already know. With the NBA season starting, you can expect to see more of us. Oh, yeah. That's more content, more pods, more frequent, more stuff on the gram. So uh, this is the time, you know, we're going to kick it into gear and we hope your support stays with us. And let's get into it, bro. We got a new category for you guys. We're going to talk about some very high profile guys came into the league last couple years. We got a little category called Breakout or Bust. Yeah, this is about the guys that uh, they had some good times, maybe, but they definitely (laughs) had some bad times as of late. They're on the fringe of really feeling their potentials. Yes, sir. And this is the very first edition of it. And I think it's a very important one because we oh, absolutely big season. We got some serious guys. Potential, if they do happen to have their breakout season, Hall of Famers, dare I say. We got some potential there, man. So let's kick it off with Markel Fultz. All right, Markel Fultz. We already know what happened. It was an injury. He was not shooting right. Didn't look right. Wasn't going in. Wasn't working. Man, his whole, uh, and I don't mean no disrespect, his whole run with the Sixers was kind of embarrassing. Overall, like, he's a player who brings it, and we saw it in his college days, and we were able to see that, too, in this preseason game, man. And I think his worst days are behind him. So you saying breakout? I think this is his breakout season. All right, what's what's that looking like? Uh, He's on a new team, Orlando Magic. He's given the free range to run the point. He's going to have the ball out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's that type of player who's a very ball-dominant guard who we didn't realize because when you pair him with someone like Ben Simmons, you're giving the ball to Ben Simmons. And Markel Fultz could not just fulfill that role as an off-the-ball guard. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And Markel Fultz, everyone's making a big deal about his shooting, but his strength coming out of college was really his ability to get to the rim and make plays for himself and others. That's something he's been able to do with the Magic, some real dope passes. He's bullying people. I really like that transition when he just put the shoulder into someone, one, two, and just banged Slam out on that. him. Yeah, so uh, <sighs> breakout, I'm going to lean towards breakout. It's close, but I'm leaning towards breakout for Markel. I don't know if the shooting's going to be there. It's going to be a while for that, but 
breakout year for sure. I will say this. With confidence comes a lot of things. And when he's given that free range, and if he's able to bring those things that we saw in preseason and keeps working towards his shot, like, I, I agree with you 100%. I think leaning towards breakout. Facts. And the thing that Markel has always been able to do is create separation, especially in that mid-range area. That's when he looks yeah. the most comfortable. When he's two dribbles in from the three-point line, he's really a problem. The next guy on this list, in the Mile High City of Denver, Michael Porter Jr., someone you're, you're very fond of. Bro, 6'10", 6'11", can really shoot. People on the inside of that Denver Nuggets team saying he might be their best three-point shooter, and that's the team with Jamal Murray. Jokic isn't a bad shooter, but other shooters off the bench at the guard position. So if someone's saying that, man, the sky is the limit for this guy. Yeah. And you said it alone. Just pairing that shooting ability with that kind of size, that puts you in a different type of caliber. That puts you, you know, you're in the same talk as Kevin Durant type. I mean, granted, not quite as tall, but once you get to above that 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", and you're able to maintain a jumper, that's lethal. That's deadly. In this yeah, league. and his body is really there. It's an NBA body. He doesn't have to work on that. Um, it's getting the feel for it after missing so many, so, so many games, man. He played one or two, three games max in college, sat out his first year, like, that's a lot time. of time off the court. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still going to break out. <laughs> you see, I'm not I'm not fully sold on Michael Porter yet. I think that if he had had a little bit of experience in the NBA, like without being barred from injury pretty much the whole time, okay. I think that would put him in a situation where no doubt he would break out. Listen, this man has got the skill. The talent is there. It's just putting it together. And I will say another thing working against him, and that might be the biggest thing, is this team is good. Like, they're good and they have a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. So, they're not going to really have the time that, say, a Knicks team would have to put in a recovering young player. Trying to find his way. Trying to find his legs. So, it's going to be like he has to earn his minutes. And their coach has already came out and said that. But it, he will be a rotational player strictly off the talent, the size. I mean, this guy's going to be a problem. Hey, well, uh, we got this season to see. And, I mean, he definitely has the tools to do it, you know? Just got to come out and show. And I think he I think he can. Our next player who, you know, has been in a lot of headlines. Very, not, not controversial, but a lot of news when it comes to this particular name and this family. Lonzo Ball for the New Orleans Pelicans. This one's tough for me. But I'm leaning towards breakout for Lonzo. I'm just not sure what that looks like. And I'm not sure the scoring is what the fans and like other people will be looking at when it comes to his success. But I think he definitely averaged in the double digits and assist, put up 15 points, 14 points a night. And I, that, for me, is a breakout year for Lonzo Ball. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with you. I think this is a breakout season for Lonzo Ball. And I think Lonzo is going to be as good as Zion Williamson allows him to be. Man. Okay. Um, I, you, we saw it a lot in preseason, that one-two combination. If you know they work on if Lonzo works on his jumper, which we've seen he, he has and he can do. Sky's the limit, man. You have someone like Zion Williamson... Literally, that's six, seven assists a game off, you know, pick and rolls and alley-oops. Like, that's no question. You know what I mean? Thanks. I see. I think if Lonzo can, you know, get rid of the inconsistencies in his game and work on his shot and just bring it night in, night out, the same type of level. Because he's there on the on the defensive end. You know what I mean? He's a yeah. good defensive player. But I it's think even more than the shot. People say the shot, and that's true. But he needs to get better in the lane. He yeah. needs to get better at the free throw line. 
Like, there is a lot. Yeah, you're, the free throw line, he's absolutely abysmal, man. Like, <laughs> he, he shot worse than Shaq last year, two yeah. years ago, bro. You got to make free throws. Like, at least a 70%, bro. That's a fact. Yeah. But the reason we still mention him as a solid player already is his because player. his passing is so special. Very like, it's there are passers, and he is a notch above good passers. He is in the LeBron James, Rondo, CP, Ben Simmons yeah. Stratosphere, and that's that's saying a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, we saw he was able to put up near triple double numbers in college, and I think you know he could definitely have a breakout season. Next on this list, another tough one, and I'm interested to see what you got to say about this one. But Man. another guy we're talking about for breakout or bust, Isaiah Thomas. Now on the Washington Wizards. All right, ball's gonna be in his hands a lot more. Breakout or bust. Really conflicted on this one because I'm a big fan of IT. I was a big supporter of the IT movement in Boston. I mean, he showed us he had a season, you know, not many people can have. Like, let's keep it 100. He was scoring 25 points a game. I think he had seven assists a game. Shooting at a very decent clip. Had a high field goal percentage while leading a team that most people didn't expect to, you know. They were going to make the playoffs, but they weren't going to be top five in the Eastern Conference. I believe he led them to the number one seed that year. I think one or two, yeah. He, that's that's special in its own right. Isaiah Thomas, unfortunately now, a player of his stature, um, has been he's been hurt by injuries a lot. And physicality, his ability to move, be quick, like without that, he's just a short guy in a big man's league. You yeah, know and I just mean? to backtrack, it started with the hip injury. So you that mobility, that speed, that quick first step, that's all part of it that's getting affected when you're going down with something like that. Yeah, without those assets in his game, like, I mean, I don't really see... Again, Isaiah Thomas is an NBA-level player, but at, what, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, you know, it's... <laughs> hey, bro, I want to see his real height now, yeah, actually. Yeah. He, I think he's up around 5'8", but still. Look, it's crazy, and it's ironic. Let's take it back, though. Two years ago, Isaiah Thomas was playing against the team he's now on, the Washington Wizards, in the playoffs. Yeah. And went for 53 points in game two. 53 points. This little man was the heartbeat of the Boston Celtics without Kyrie, Jason yeah. Tatum, leading this team to the playoffs in MVP consideration. For sure. No Max question. contract at the finish line, but he gets hurt in the playoffs. It's been so downhill, as he referred to it as a storm, but he said it can't storm forever, the words of Isaiah Thomas. I like this guy, man. He's got me the too. Mamba mentality, and I'm really rooting for him. I'm hoping for the breakout. Me too, me too. I'm in I'm the exact praying same for the breakout. Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. deserves it. The amount of money he lost from a hip injury and the Boston Celtics turning their back on him is ridiculous. Yeah, man, and uh, I, I really feel for him, and like he deserved to get paid just off that season alone. Unfortunately, people really didn't, they weren't betting on him, but I think that, you know, given, again, the right circumstance, I think Isaiah Thomas can have that breakout season. You know what I mean? I'm just rooting for it, bro. I think Me we too. said breakout to everyone on this list so yeah, far. Yeah. Well, the only person I didn't say was Michael Porter, and the next person, I'm, I don't know how I feel quite yet, but... Hey, so let's go there. Let's do it. Frank Nittalakina. One of my own. Frank Nittalakina at the Knicks. Yes, we said it. I think we said that right, too. Big big shouts to us. I've had two years of watching his trash-ass play <laughs> practice. But, uh, hey, that just tells you how I feel right there. He's a Facts. great defender. That's something he came into the league with. But it's been nothing but struggles on the offensive end. Yeah, man. Um, We expected to see a lot more from him. He was kind of one of the last... Uh, we want to call it mistakes, choices by uh, Phil Jackson. 
that uh, was left with the New York Knicks. I mean, he's not the worst player in the world, but like you said, like kind of been a disappointment overall. Do you see him making any leaps in this next season? This is the last draw, I believe, for him in New York. If it doesn't work out, they're going to look to move him or leave him. Uh, some way to get off off him. Do I think he'll have a breakout year? He had a breakout summer. Okay. He was on the France team that did beat Team USA. You got a point? And hit big shots at the end of that game. But <laughs> I do not see this translating. I think the confidence is the biggest issue for him when it comes to the offensive end. For confidence sure. in the jumper, confidence on when to attack, confidence in your abilities. And that's not helped by playing on the U.S. stage. I just don't think he has that it, that thing, that drive, that killer in him. And mm-hmm. it's going to be the thing that holds him back. Not to say that he won't ever be a good player. Not to say that he won't ever find that or be taught that. But I don't think it will be in New York. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Uh, he's kind of missing that uh, Mamba mentality that we said Isaiah Thomas has. And, Fact. Um, and like you said, it's this is not the end. He's very young. He still can have a very long illustrious career ahead of him if he you know does all the things that he needs to do to bring his game to that level. But, and uh, let me defend him for a little bit. Came into league as a young kid, 18, 19 years old, and the Knicks failed him. They didn't give him one mentor. Think about the point guards they had in New York. You're giving him Trey Burke as his mentor. Yeah. He doesn't really stand a chance. You got a point, and on top of that, they he was brought in, and they wanted him to kind of carry the load from the jump. So they were really expecting. They put a, a large, uh, a large load on him, a large expectation on him, and didn't kind. They kind of set him up to fail in the sense. Yeah, starting him in his first year, it's just not good. It yeah. wasn't good. I got some stuff for you, Faraz. All right, you do. I heard you. All do. right. So uh, I've been thinking. You know, I wanted to come out with some fire hot takes last episode before the season jumps. Um, so I'm going to just let you know, describe, lay out my scenarios, and you're going to tell me if you're rocking with them or not. All right? Okay. Sound cool? Sounds good with me, right. brother. So first one, you know, I got to start back in the Mecca, repping for the dogs. I believe my New York Knicks will be a fringe playoff team. Not a playoff team. I couldn't go there. I couldn't get yeah, myself yeah, yeah. to do it. <laughs> But let me let me lay it out, all right? This is okay. what it looks like, okay? Julius Randle, 22 a night. All-star. RJ Barrett, not rookie of the year, Zion look crazy, but he's doing something. 18 and 7. He averaged 17. He had 17 and 7 in the first preseason game, right? That's, that's not off the mark. Yeah. So you can keep that up. Kevin Knox takes a step up, right? Mitchell Robinson takes a step up. The defense is strong. We got Marcus Morris. His bag is big. I don't know if you paid attention to him on the Celtics, oh. but one dribble, two dribbles in that mid-range area. He's a dollar version of Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> right? and he plays defense. He's got the toughness. He's getting ejected in preseason games. Nice. I like that NY energy, and we're going to rally around this team. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be a French team. And the last reason, the biggest reason, we play in the lovely East Conference where we got six teams we know we're going to make it. I would list them off, but I think y'all know. And then in the bottom, it was the Pistons and the Magic that made the playoffs last year, right? Okay. Pistons and Magic, seven and eight. Now, I will slot in the Heat. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Jimmy Buckets, I think they will this year. Okay, yeah. So I now that's, that's one roster spot. We got the Magic. I think it's a wash between our rosters. If it comes down to coaching, I believe in Fizdale. And then we got the Pistons. Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond in a contract year. 
they might want to blow it up. They should just blow it up. Okay. I do, I do think he'll be in a trade package come mid series, especially if Blake Griffin's dealing with injuries. You saw him in the playoffs last year. He looked like Iron Man. He had that big ass <laughs> brace around his knee. That may, I mean, listen, man. I'm uh, you've convinced me. That argument, that argument. Like I'm definitely with you, bro. In the beginning, I was like, eh, maybe, but. With that being said, now, the way that you laid it out, I would have to agree with you. I could see them going for, you know, nine, maybe eight on a on the great day, worst case scenario, like for every other team in the bottom. <laughs> I think I think the Knicks maybe you got me convinced. Like, shit, I'm a Knicks fan after that rally. That's that's what I'm talking about. Every Knicks fan needs to feel that way. You know what I'm saying? All right. Word. Cash out by cash out. <laughs> Next scenario, okay? Okay, talk to me. So, again, we're talking about hot takes we think gonna play out through this 2019-2020 season my second take frank vogel not only coach of the year but lakers a top three defense making frank vogel coach of the year all right look i'm gonna lay this one out too last pod we talked about some of the players they got on defense Anthony Davis creating a more motivated and defensive focused LeBron James can only be a good thing. Avery Bradley looks rejuvenated. People inside the Lakers organization raving about his defensive intensity. JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. <laughs> and who knows, Andre Iguodala by the trade deadline. I'm talking about a top three defense in the Western Conference. Frank Vogel, coach of the year. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay, I can definitely see the Lakers being a top three defense, no problem, especially with the goals that Anthony Davis has set out, Frank Vogel's play type. But I don't know, do we totally <laughs> attribute it to Frank Vogel? I'm, I'm on the fence here, I'm on the fence because he's got some real defensive star power on his team, you know? Yeah, well, let me say, they have to have... They have to be first in the Western Conference for this to also be possible. Of course, of course. Well, dude, if they're first in the Western Conference, hell, yeah, <laughs> give it to them. The coach of the year. I'm Shit, I'm buying, man. I'm sold. I'm sold. You're buying? I'm, I'm right. buying. I'm right. buying. I didn't man. think I was going to get you on there. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I think so, man. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes your first option isn't necessarily always your best option. You know what I mean? That's true. And uh, I think it worked out better for them this way because instead, maybe hey, having a defensive-minded team is the better option for the Lakers because... You know, they don't have as many scorers besides LeBron and AD. LeBron James, AD, and anything is going to score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you got a point. But besides those really two, three maybe guys, you know, um, I think having a strong defensive uh, mindset, a, a strong defensive chemistry and team was the right way to go for these Lakers. Man, we could be overreacting to that preseason game. <laughs> Damn, they look good right now. All right, so... Next on the list, we're talking about award predictions. But not only we're going to talk about who we think is going to win the award, we're going to talk about the sleeper in each class. So let's start with Defensive Player of the Year. Man, there's really two options. And the first option you got to throw him in for the next probably five or eight years, he's always going to be like in the race, and that's going to be Rudy Go Gobert. Mm -hmm. um, he's always, just because of his, his ability, what he does, that's his whole game, is being uh, just the anchor in the middle for those uh, jazz. But with that being said, I really think Anthony Davis, with the goal that he set forward, I think he's going to be Defensive Player of the Year if he really comes out and plays the way that we know he can. Facts. And 
it's funny that you said that. Like, I think, and someone said this, a former NBA player said this, they got to stop just giving these defensive player of the years to centers. It's, that's not how it used to be. Like, you yeah. saw Gary Payton and other guards. Michael Jordan's one. Exactly, yeah. getting defensive. LeBron James even more recently. But, um, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, since he's not on that load management, is going to be in the running. He deserves one almost oh, every dude. year. You could I gassed up Rudy Gobert, and I, that, that gas up was perfect for Kawhi, bro. And it's not it even fits a... them both. It fits yeah. them both. But yeah. I also have Anthony Davis getting it for uh, for my team, for yeah. my pick as well. Sleeper? My sleeper, though. Guy that led the league in blocks while healthy two years ago. Chris Daspoising. Hates to say it, but uh, 7'3 is very tall. And <laughs> he's still athletic at that size. So um, I'm looking for him I to be in the run. That. I respect your sleeper choice, man. Just because, like, I know there's a lot of uh, emotion with the situation, even <laughs> the Knicks, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But I, re- I, I respect it. That's big. It wasn't easy to do. And also, since it's on my mind, Pat Bev needs to get some consideration as well. Like, for him to be defending at the level he has been for the last couple of years and never get his name thrown around, and I think he's all defensive for his team, like, every year, too. Oof. Yeah, so you got to Y'all got to consider these other players, man. It's not just the center's award. Yeah, you got a point, man. I think that's very important that you bring that up. Next up, this is going to be tough. There's so many guys. We're talking about six men of the year. You want me to let you want me go first? Or you you got it. You right. So, uh, the guy I'm thinking about, <clears throat> new to the coming off the bench thing, down in LA, I'm talking about Kyle Kuzma. Okay, he's gonna be—he's not starting off the season. I think he's got a little minor foot injury from Team USA. But when he comes back, he's gonna be dynamic. I hope he's coming off the bench because the offense would look better, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, if he is, he's gonna be my pick for Sixth Man of the Year. The Lakers are the team that everybody in the league wants to succeed. You know what I mean? Everyone's right. there's so much hype around the Lakers right now. It's and, LA, it's big time. Yeah, you know what I mean? And with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James in the first unit, I think Kyle Kuzma can easily dominate any team's second unit, you know? And I could definitely see him becoming sixth man of the year. Word. And my sleeper, sixth man of the year, up in the six, Fred Van Vliet. Ooh, Fred Van Vliet is a bucket. He got every bag in it. He's got every move in his bag. Yeah, he can do a little bit of all. We see him finishing over people in the finals. Like, Fred Van Fleet. Again, he might not be coming off the bench, but if he is, watch out. I'm going to have to say, and not really much of a sleeper, just because everyone knows <laughs> that's what he's in it for, but just because we didn't mention him, I think. Lou Will, man, um, we can't forget about him, whether he has, like, you know, a fantastic season like he always does or not. He still makes the uh, Clippers' second unit. And also, just with the minutes that he fills in, he's one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Isn't so. it crazy they had two finalists for six men of the year? Oh. Him and Montrez Harrell last year? Bro, that's, that is nuts. Kawhi. Oh, my God. Bro, they're... And PG. Oh and and Pat gosh. Bev. Bro, their team <laughs> yeah. is actually disgusting. Is. Which is going to lead us to something later and, uh, on. Drake but. said it best. Six men like Lou Will. Lou Will. Yup. You already know. That's going to bring us on to our next award, and that's one that's kind of <laughs> my my most exciting one that I want to talk about. Rookie of the Year. Yes, and I know who you have down. You already know my boy Zion coming in <laughs> with that trophy. Okay, okay, and I can't argue. We saw the first preseason game. He was dunking. It looked just like Duke. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with that, but I will <laughs> because I am a homer. R.J. Barrett. Wilburn Rookie of the Year. I said Will. I didn't say might. I didn't say could. Y'all heard me. That's a reach, my guy. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. He's good, and he's going to have a good season, I think. But Zion is just going to be that. 
next level. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but man. my sleeper, bro, I'm actually going with Jackson Hayes, man. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I think he Ooh. could have a, if 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 everything falls in place. They ha- he has the most opportunity to succeed. Like he's gonna be given, I think, not the biggest role, but one of the biggest roles out of this. Role and I don't class. think he's starting. Derek Favors is slotted in the starting. Yeah, At least that's what it. they did in the first preseason game. Okay. Okay. But. Derek Favors getting older, and Hayes is just going to be getting better as the season goes. For real. I mean, really protect the rim, like, athletic. Reminds me a lot of Mitchell Robinson. Okay, yeah, I can see him sure. starting, getting enough minutes to actually do this. That would yeah. be dope. Sure. My sleeper out of ATL, Hot Lena, DeAndre Hunter. Right? Oh, National okay. champion as a freshman. Best player on that UVA team last year. In Atlanta, going to be starting, getting lots of minutes. Hunter. Does it both ways, man? Real Kawhi mold. Can really shoot it, really defend at a high level. Sleeper. Next up on it is the most improved player, man. And this is one I don't, I don't really know. There's a, there's a lot of people could really do it, but I don't know who you think is going to make that next It really jump. is a lot, and I have like three sleepers I wrote down. But <laughs> for the winner, I'm going to keep it in Brooklyn. KD's out. Large opportunity. He was going to do it. He was well on his way last year. I'm talking about Karis LeVert. All right. Real bucket. Real problem down in Brooklyn. Man, and I'm a, and I'm. This is gonna. I'm going with the same trend as you here. I'm going yeah. also with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm. This is a player that may most people may not agree with, but Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Spencer Dinwiddie lit up teams in the beginning of last year. I mean, he cooled off a little bit towards the back end of the season. I'm not sure if he had any injuries or anything like that. But Spencer Dinwiddie, when he's playing, he he puts up twenty something points a game. Like he's really that good. That's true, and he did step back a little bit. When the, when uh, especially when D'Angelo Russell was going, people are sleeping. Might be sleeping on the Nets too. You think Bro. they're gonna be a top three seed in the East next year? I think it's definitely possible. Kyrie Irving, enough said. You know what I'm saying? This is his season to really show everybody he's the sensei. You know what I'm saying? He came back home. He's he came back home for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He has this one season to showcase without KD, and I think he will, man. Okay. And he's got okay. these young bucks with him. Like the Brooklyn Nets are dangerous. I think they definitely could be top three, no question. Word. And since I got so many sleepers, I'm gonna just. Tell you them all. And then Bet. tell me who you think has the best chance of making this happen for most improved player next year. All right. Off the jump, Markel Fultz. All right. Yeah. Expectations are very, very low right now. And that can only help when you're talking about someone's improvement. That's facts. <laughs> so if he can really do the things we talking about early, get to the rim and play make, then I think he's got to get shot at that. Another guy that's functioned from low expectations, Lonzo Ball. All right. If he can really get that shot going, I think the 15 in double-digit assists... Might get it done for him when they're talking about most improved. And then last but not least, down in San Antonio, DeJounte Murray. Injuries plagued his last season, but his yeah. rookie year showed he could defend and was starting to score, especially at the end of the season. That's for sure. I remember him. He could be a problem. He's a big factor for the San Antonio Spurs in the games that he was able to play. Um, you When you brought his name up, that totally brought me out from left field because I totally forgot about him. But he that kid is the real deal. Given the right circumstances with Greg Popovich as the coach. Like, <laughs> that sounds like the right circumstances. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so out of all these players, I guess I'm going to have to go. Like I'm, I'm conflicted between Lonzo and Murray because Lonzo has that star power because if he blows, he blows. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys. But with that being said... Like DeJounte Murray with Greg Popovich, to me, that all that reads is consistency. Derek White type season. All right. <clears throat> it's time. The most important award of the NBA season. And uh, there's so many picks who could possibly be this year, man. And yeah, I want you to set it up, bro. Who, who do you think? I'm really conflicted between two people. You know what I mean? And my two people are uh, one guy new on a team. 
The other guy, he has a new person, someone he's played with before. This is between James Harden and Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion. A lot of people are going to say, maybe I'm forgetting about LeBron, maybe AD have an MVP-type season, but the reason why I'm saying it this way is two things. James Harden... I'm so glad you went here, too. And, Go ahead. And Russell Westbrook, they can win games. They can score points, bro. And if there's something that they're going to do, they're going to win games together, man. At the end of the day, like, between those two guys, like, people want... can People see them failing... But after what we saw, James Harden, what do you put up? 18 points in the first quarter of the game or whatever in the yeah. first preseason game? Like, that was... Like, James Harden, man, I think he's going to be the... Like, if it's not him, the other guy, Kawhi Leonard. Bro. Cool. Okay. That Clippers team, it's going to be either Kawhi... Like, if... Well, when the Clippers become number one in the Western Conference Finals, there's going to be an MVP battle between him and Paul George. But because I think Kawhi Leonard is, you know, the better player of the two all around... I think the nod's going to go off to him. So it's, it depends okay. on the situation. Got you. Got you know you. what I'm saying? Whoever and has I'm, the better ranking. And I'm glad you went there with James Harden. Yeah. Public service oh, announcement. No. He should have won MVP last year. I don't care what you say. Bro, facts, bro. 36 is 36. All right. And I'm with you. This guy, this one leg step back. Bro, what? It's, 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 it's actually going to happen. Dude, I, dude what, bro? James Harden I'd put is actually a, like... What? I'd put 50 on a game winner from that step back. Yeah. The bro. other thing I saw from their preseason game, because Russell played the second one, James Harden's still going to score 30 a game. <laughs> that's that's not stopping. It doesn't really matter who's on the court. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, it's not going to matter. Bro, James Harden, that step back is too deadly. And on top of that, man, his bag, like, bro, his bag is just too big, dude. He can literally yeah. do it all. And now, yeah. like, Russell Westbrook, bro, on the same team, like, yeah. that's And people gonna were wondering, him. like, how they're going to play. One, the Rockets are really trying to stagger them. It's going to be one on and one off after the start of the game and until the end of the game. And James Harden plays the same way. When he gets the ball, and I can't blame him for it because it's so effective. It's won him games. They're scoring a lot, and it's pretty efficient as as hard as hard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. as awkward and bad as it looks it's pretty efficient he's getting to the line he's making threes yeah this guy is still gonna average 30 points a game bro and then russell westbrook's gonna give you 25 10 and 10 dude like they're Hmm. i'm really excited about this team yeah and um, but all that said james harden is still my sleeper he's not who i chose for uh mvp uh oh i went with lebron james understandable I think he's going to be damn near triple-double on average this season. He's a guy that definitely could have done it at several points in his career. That's no question, for sure. Should have done it. No better time than the present. The only thing that's going to be hard is the rebounds with JaVale in there, with Anthony Davis in there, and Dwight off the bench. So KD was on Ebro the morning the other day in our backyard in New York City. And, uh... He was talking about his status amongst the all-time greats. You know, Will Chamberlain, LeBron, all that. KD was asked where he hopes to fall when it's all said and done. He responded by saying he doesn't care. He wants to be remembered as a flawless basketball player. And he said that he is a flawless basketball player. There's no question in my mind that I agree with the statement 100%. KD, Kevin Durant, he can do it all from the offensive end. Let me, I haven't even gone to the defensive end. He's not the best defensive player in the world, but he'll lock up your number one guy. Bro, yeah. He's definitely a good defensive player. He's got so much better since he moved to Golden State. He was freed up to actually play more defense. Yeah. Turned into a rim protector. 
Bro. 6'10 stipend. He's going to break your ankles on one court and protect the rim, block your shot at the other. Well, the only other person who I think can keep up with him on both ends is Kawhi Leonard, bro. Like, and the thing Anthony is, when Davis. I see, and Anthony Davis, yeah, you're right, you're As right. Well. Yeah, you, yeah the, his offensive game is not what KD's is. Yeah, and then, well, now we bring it to the offensive end. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants. He was talking about, it was so funny. Kevin Durant was like, yeah, like, people sleep. He was talking about how people sleep on Kawhi, but it was showing how confident he is in himself. He's like, most players can't even do all their moves against Kawhi. He's like, I mean, I can do all my moves against Kawhi, but I got a hard time doing it, which goes to show, bro, he can, he's one of the only players who can give, who can put up 30 on Kawhi Leonard. Bro, when you're talking about a top three jumper of all time. Of all time, bro. A top 10 pull-up game, one dribble, two dribble Unblockable. of all time. We talked about the rim protection. Jamal Crawford handles. The big crossover, the behind the backs, everything Jamal has in his package. KD has. has. Like this is this guy is ridiculous. I I, actually he's seven foot one, seven foot two, like (laughs) Well they they did the the measurements without socks, so now he's six ten. Okay, officially. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. But still, he's tall as shit. <laughs> <laughs> At that size, we haven't yeah. seen anything like that. Like, it is really ridiculous. I don't think we're going to see many players like him in, the, in this league coming ever again. Like, what are the odds you're going to get a player at that height with those handles, with that ability to score and shoot? And then also, bring it on the other end of the floor. That's funny, though, too. We're not going to see anyone like him because we kind of got lucky. We saw someone like Mike with Kobe. I think we saw someone like Wilt with Jack. Yeah. But for the for LeBron, we haven't we haven't seen a LeBron type, and I mean we see a lot of guys with the Kawhi type body. Excuse me, we play uh, Kevin Durant type body with like players like Brandon Ingram and stuff like that. But it's not it's not there are many KDs, you know yeah, what I mean? I think it'll happen, but not anytime soon. Oh man, and he, we don't got to talk about all that. You already know how he <laughs> felt about the Knicks. You saw that, right? I saw it. I acknowledge oh. it. <laughs> Yeah, I, my boy's feeling it, so we're not gonna bring it up. We're not gonna bring it up. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on to the next topic, someone that you know we've been very high on his entire time at Duke, his time now in the NBA, Zion Williamson. The Pelicans plan to play Zion at either forward spot this season. Ooh, what do you think is the best position for him coming into the NBA? I think that's perfect. He can play some small ball five if Draymond Green is out there. But you don't really want him playing five. You think we want him at the four or the three. For sure. Where there's someone for him to dump it down to, and he's just surrounded by shooters. Three, four, both of those are going to be good positions. I think if you put Zion Williamson at the four, he'll bully any power forward except for really Anthony Davis, who's usually going to be playing the five anyways. But um, he's going to bully any power forward because anyone who's fast enough to catch up with him, you know what I'm saying, can't stop him. And I wonder about that. You say the bully part, and he will. Yeah. Bumps, but the thing, and we've only seen his first pre preseason game. He's supposed to play tomorrow. Yeah, we haven't seen him use the post game yet. I don't know if that's gonna translate. That's something he went to a lot. Just a simple drop step. I'm bigger yeah. than you, over the shoulder. Yeah, bully ball, literally. We also haven't seen him bump people like he did in college. That those two things, I'm curious because if he can do that even periodically, he's gonna be whew. rookie of the year is out of the question. For sure, for sure. And, uh, I mean, just based on everything, Zion, Lonzo, JJ, just the whole team, all their pickups, Brandon Ingram, like, this team looks good, man. They look good. So, a couple episodes back, we did highlight the Pelicans, and we did peg them both as fringe playoff teams right outside. We didn't say they would make it, though. 
Yeah, just because you, uh, of how tough that West Conference is. But you rethinking that? I'm borderline, man. I think those they really now have what it takes to like beat the eighth eighth seed in the West. You know, this is probably the best time in Los Angeles basketball history. Not only are the Lakers having one of the best rosters, the Clippers. This is by far the best LA Clippers team in history, by far, no questions asked. And this is isn't it crazy that uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, two guys from California, are getting booed at sporting events in their own state. Like, yeah, that's crazy. State they man. grew up. <clears throat> that just shows how strong Laker faithful are, especially down in that LA area. But everyone's talking about this team like they've already won the NBA Finals. For us, how do you feel, man? Um, they're damn good. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't think that you know. They're a lock for the NBA Finals. All right, let me just ask you straight out. Can the Lakers beat them? Can the Rockets beat them? (laughs) I think the Lakers can beat them if everything falls in place for the Lakers. Can the Rockets beat them? I don't know. Because think about it this way. You got Kawhi on James Harden, and you got Paul George on Russell Westbrook, and at that point, the rest of the Clippers match up perfectly with the Rockets. Switch, switch. What What does that look like? Yeah. Because you've seen the Rockets in the playoffs. Pick and roll till we get a switch. (laughs) You got a point? You got a point? No, we ISO James. You got a point. So let's say they switched one. They got Pat Bev in. Pat Bev, Montrezl right, Harrell probably. Harrell's solid. Yeah. Who would be that? Uh, I th- I'm assuming it'd be their guard. They could go five. They could go small with Harrell at the five. Yeah. Kawhi at the four. Paul George at the four. And then three, two, one. I don't know who the two is, but they'll. Figure. I don't know. I think they'll be. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Right but with that being said, though, I don't know. I mean, are they a lock? <laughs> I think the the Western Conference Finals is going to be the Lakers and the Clippers. Now, at that point, can the Lakers beat the Clippers four games out of seven? It's hard to say. I really don't know. Really I think so. Sense. It's definitely I, a series. It's not going to be a sweep. I think they could beat. I think either team could beat them. I think the it's Ro- going to seven games, no question. The Rockets, I haven't seen anything that can make me say that they could beat the Clippers. Yeah. And that could change during the season. But as of now, I don't see any chance that they could beat them four times in, in two weeks. No, definitely not. And I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. Not a lot quite for the NBA Finals, but I think... Locked for the Western Conference Finals, and I think whoever wins the Western Conference Finals winning. The and league. another thing about the Lakers, while we're kind of on it, uh, rebound is going to be crazy for them. They almost have a throwback style with the type of bigs they're putting out there. For real, starting two seven footers with Javale McGee and AD and AD AD not seven foot, but damn near. <laughs> and then well. Dwight Howard on the bench. <laughs> That's a you can't sleep on those. Three they're going to beat like, teams up. Yeah, those are some big bodies. I mean. Say, if you just said Anthony Davis alone, okay, like that's enough for most you know defenses to be afraid. But then you got Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, like they're gonna eat up everything, literally, like offensive, defensive rebounds, everything. You know what I mean? Thanks. They're gonna stifle the paint. They're gonna stuff the paint. Like it's gonna be very hard to score inside. You know, um, I, it's it's really hard to say, but first time we're get to see LeBron play with the dominant big man, it's Chris Bosh. I wouldn't call dominant. This is going to be a lot of fun, man. These two. Is this the best team LeBron's ever played with? Best player? Best, well, maybe best player. Not best team. Question. You think AD's better than Dwayne Wade at his prime? At that point, yes. Yeah. But the team in Miami was much better. Yeah, overall. Chris yeah. Bosh is far better than Kyle Kuzma. No, oh, well, no questions. No questions. Chris Ball is a Hall of Famer in my opinion. And then when that opinion, team was well. seasoned, you're talking about the bench. That was yeah. a good team. Yeah, they had a lot of defensive options as well, guys. You could just lock you down and Shane Battier and a couple what? other guys as well. So that's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug. 
You already know. Thank you for rocking with us. Put some flavor in your ear.